First round, make it count, toss it out, stir up the crowd. Second round, throw it down, knock a out, time to get loud. It's the Two Beer Podcast time. Bienvenidos, Strasvoita, and welcome back to your favorite podcast, the Pot of the Everyman. The Two Beers Podcast. I'm Jordan, here with my boy Drew. We're here slanging it on the reel. Drew, Ta. how you how you doing, brother? Ta. Doing well. Doing well. Practicing our Ukrainian. Ooh. We, we have a lot going on this week. I'm a little nervous. Just thinking about it. Loud noises. Oh, it's Loma uh, week, baby. Loma, Loma, Loma the chink. Hey! The Loma Sexuals, the, the president Ooh. of the Loma Sexuals fan clubs. Ooh, we're locked and loaded. I'm shaking. I'm shaking. I'm shaking. Uh, I'm feeling lightheaded. Okay. Okay. All right. Pull it together. Pull it together. All right. Um, well, do you really love the lamp, or are you just saying that because you see it? <laughs> All right. So, episode 62, here we are. Um, before we go any further, uh, or uh, this is our second episode in a row with our new sponsor, uh, Welcome Brick. Brick. Our, our first ever sponsor of the Two Beers Podcast. That's B-R-I-K. Uh, again, it's a small business. It was started by Garrett in 2018, and Isaac joined in 2020. Isaac is a colleague of mine. Um, heard the podcast, loves the podcast, wanted to be a part of it, so welcome aboard, guys. Um, basically, they sell quality pocket knives, um, tactical knives, Zippo lighters, stuff like that. But instead of coming in a traditional wrapping, it comes comes in a four-pound brick that you must smash with a hammer or your fist if you're feeling up to it uh, to get get your prize out. Clobbering um, time. They'll deliver to your front door. Shipping is included. Uh, It's a perfect novelty gift for this time of year for Christmas. You know anybody that's looking for knives or just something different? You know, skip skip the uh, the gift cards this year. Go go for this crazy present. When when someone gets it, they'll be like, "Why, why are you handing me a brick?" And then you are gonna explain it to them, and they're just gonna kind of giggle and be like, "You you freaking kidding me?" And then as they smash it, they're just gonna be cracking up, having the most fun ever opening a present. So, oh, yeah. um. Again, mine's in the mail. Drew did his yesterday. Uh, I saw the video. It, it's it's almost like the Zapruder film, just the way he was filming it with one hand. <laughs> Back and smashing to the left. The other Back and to the left. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, I had a lot. I, I listen. I had a I had a lot of fun with it. You can tell that I got mine first because these these guys know uh, where the bread and butter of the podcast is clearly, clearly. Uh, just like our listeners do. But yeah, it was a lot of fun. I uh, I, I went I went hammer again. I uh, the way the way my uh, my my health has been going lately. Uh, I figured a <laughs> I figured a broken hand uh, on top of everything wouldn't be great, so uh, I didn't have the uh, have the stones to to do that. But yeah, breaking the thing with a hammer was uh was was pretty fun. I I don't recommend doing it on your garage steps. It might get a little messy. So uh, <laughs> not 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 a great idea. But it was it was pretty cool. Uh, the uh, again the the blade uh, knife in there was was very top quality. Um, 
so yeah, these uh, it's again, it's a new uh, a new creative way to get uh, to get gifts. Who wants to you know have their their closets filled with uh, old uh, and uh, you know space consuming wrapping paper? When... Look, may- maybe you or your spouse is, are one of those people that has like fifty of those like gift bags just like shoved in uh, your I, closet. Fifty. But... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Fifty. Two hundred. <laughs> <laughs> no more not 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 with not not with the ideas these guys are slinging out just get it get it in a brick bust it open and you're good to go yep okay so that's again everyone it's get a brick g-e-t-a-b-r-i-k.com to place your order for the month of december the two beers listeners are getting five dollars off of their purchase promo code beer final orders have to be in uh december 20th by 2 p.m again skip the gift card get a badass gift that's going to be a smashing success. All right. Welcome, Brick. And then moving forward, they will, uh, for the rest of the month, they will sponsor the parlay where we smash the parlay um, or get our hopes and dreams smashed the way we've been going. But anyway. Um, all right. Let's get to the pleasantries. You ready, Drew? Uh, let's do it. Two, Brew Nation. Assume position. Three, two, one. Mmm. Shout out to my neighbor Clay. He gave me the heads up that um, um, the Alchemist brew, uh, beers were in town. They're in Pittsburgh. I cannot believe it. Hetty. Alchemist. Uh, you know what? I've been drinking Hetty's. I got a focal banger. Uh, and this is, I believe it's like, what, 8, 8%? 7%. Um, love me some focal banger. What do you got, Drew? Uh, I tried to find the most uh, Euro thing I could think of, and I came up with uh, vodka and Sprite. <laughs> yeah, they probably drink vodka. And right? Drink I mean, Sprite. yeah, I, I think so. Right? Yeah, yeah we're gonna go. Sold. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna pretend. You got me sold. We'll find out. We will find yeah, out when 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 Loma invites us to, like into. Oh, like, you you th- you think you think you think we're not gonna be camping out outside the Stewart Hotel where he's staying? You're we're dead wrong. Shat- Shouting at him, Strasvoita, Strasvoita, yeah. ta, ta. Like, who are these assholes? These uh, guys know our language. Invite them in. Oh, I can't wait. Oh, can't wait. Okay. Um. So the boxing weekend that was, we're gonna zip through this a little bit. Um, Haney Diaz, um, intriguing fight, good fight, but it was exactly what we all expected it to be. Um, That's right. Haney, you called a shutout. I called eight four. It was in between there. Unanimous decision. Again, credit to Jojo Diaz for being prepared, for doing well, being competitive, not really winning a ton of rounds, but you know, stepping in and and being a gamer. So, um, you got anything to add on that? Yeah, one, I was gonna Drew? say I, I I had it one seventeen one eleven on my scorecard, so I gave I gave Jojo three rounds. Uh, I had three three. I, I had that there were three swing rounds, so. I could see where some of the judges, or one one of the judges, I think gave him uh, gave JoJo four, and everybody else had my uh, I think had my score. So um, yeah, I mean Haney, listen, Haney is a high, you know, he's he's very he's a very skilled boxer. Uh, you know, he did try to show off his power, tried to show off some power a little bit in this fight, and I think he took some unnecessary shots from Diaz, and Diaz had some success, but uh, it was very similar. Aside from the CompuBox stats that were shockingly close, um, especially through like seven or eight rounds where I, I know at one point you were like, this fight's not even close. What are people talking about? But then the CompuBox stats would, had had Diaz only landing six less punches than Haney. 
Um, I uh, I thought it was I thought it was interesting that um, or sorry, this was very close. It was similar to the Navarrete fight where the guy that Navarrete was just fighting, he had moments, but he wasn't winning yeah, rounds. Yeah. And this is where Diaz Diaz had you know. Uh, a, a lot of good moments in the first 12, you know, in the first like seven, eight rounds, but he really only won one of them. So it was just kind of out of reach at that point. And I think he took a couple, he took a couple of late rounds. I'm going to get credit to him. You know, he took, you know, I, I mean, you know, he, he, you know, he got, he got paid what he was going to get paid for the Garcia fight. So it's not like he just kind of ran in there, but you know, wasn't afraid to jump in there with Haney, which, you know, a lot of the other guys seem to, you know, not for whatever reason, not want to, not want to fight Devin. Um, because to me, Devin's just tough. Like he's he he does he even if he doesn't have power, like he he's just he's a very good defensive de- defensive fighter with great you know great reflexes, and he's just so friggin' long that he can get a few punches in and get out. Like he doesn't have to knock you out to beat you. And if you're you know if you're a guy like Tank, who you know Tank's whole thing is eventually he's gonna yeah Tank you you know I love Tank. But his thing is, even if you're he's behind on the scorecards, he's eventually going to catch you. Like a fight with Devin's dangerous because you may, you know, Devin's good enough to avoid getting knocked out. So, um, so he wins the fight. Cambosis, the Cambosis World Tour continued. He was there. He had like 27 interviews <laughs> throughout the night by um, by DAZN. So you know, I don't I don't know that Haney separated himself from the other lightweights which is what Cambosis is apparently looking for for his next fight in australia um but you know he he got the job done so good title defense yep i don't have any more to add there um speaking of tank tank um, he fought pitbull Cruz. um we ex- expected a knockout name. early um yeah. So so did the betting world. Uh, it yeah. went the distance. Um, what did so, we say? Four or five? I think we had four, fourth and fifth. I round. think I had six, oh, fifth, six maybe okay. six. You had fourth, yeah, um, had and fourth. it went the distance. Yeah, uh, tank. Unanimous decision. We I didn't watch it. It was seventy five dollars. I wasn't paying that. I think it was seventy nine dollars, bro. Oh gosh. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, I think it it was close, man. It was two judges had it one fifteen, one thirteen, and then I think wow. the other had it one sixteen, one twelve. Uh, the thought we haven't heard any confirmation yet, but the thought is that Tank broke his hand um, at some point in the mid rounds because he stopped. He basically just stopped using I. And again, we didn't watch it, and so I'm just going. I can't remember if it was the left or the right, but he was he was he was doing a lot of uh, you know a lot of good um, combinations, I think, and and you know good jab work early in the fight, and then he just completely stopped using his one hand. So um, you can see he was favoring it, and I think at, going into the twelfth round, they when they went to the corners, you could hear his trainer yell at him, you know, f that hand. It's the twelfth round, let it all go. So. You know that might have had a little something to do with it, but Cruz, you know, to Cruz's credit, you know, he uh, he took the fight on short notice, um, filling in for for Raleigh. You know, he wasn't afraid of Tank. He went at him. He went forward. He did a really what what from what I can tell from the highlights. You know what what he did a really good job of was when he would throw on the inside, knowing that that the tanks got that patented um, left hook. He would always make sure after he threw to get his right right uh, right guard up against his uh, his temple. So the, a lot of um, what's that? 
the cell phone. Yeah, the cell phone. Yeah. So a lot of times this tank was about to counter where he usually, you know, catches people and ends them. Cruz did a really good job of, of defending that. So, um, again, Cambosis was also at, uh, at tanks fight, you know, did tank, did tank really separate himself? Not to tell you tank is the pay-per-view King at that, uh, at that weight class anyway. So maybe he doesn't need to, but you know, he, he certainly did not dominate the way we expected him to dominate the smaller crews. Uh, of note, um, you know, Mayweather being all jealous of Canelo and everything. Uh, yeah, it's so dumb. He, he had um, um, uh, Tank Davis change gloves because yeah, so he, he didn't want him to wear Canelo's gloves. gloves. And then he broke his hand. Hmm, it's weird. So silly. Weird. Yeah, they, they, Maybe you got your guy's hand broke because you wanted him to change gloves. Yeah, I mean, fly, I, whatever. I mean, Floyd, so he can do what he wants. He's arguably the greatest of all time, but he just, he just makes no sense when he talks sometimes. Like he's, he's was going on about Canelo being a, a, you know, Canelo ducking Benavidez to go fight, you know, uh, a guy at cruiserweight that's really not that good. Like that's kind of what you guys do with what like his team does with Tank. So, yeah. yep. you know, I, I, it, it just made it's almost like you're, you're saying these things, but you realize you're talking about your fighter right so i i mean whatever he's he's floyd he can do what he wants but uh yeah kind of silly yeah anyway all right couple other news and notes here don air uh is fighting uh after he beat ubali this is yeah guess what no he's fighting this weekend nobody cares katie taylor is fighting somebody i I don't know who it is i love katie taylor but don't care she's on the zone casimiro fighting in dubai don't care Connor Ben versus Algeri. People care, but we, we, we don't care. No. Because you know what we care about this weekend? We care about one man. And one man only. Madison Square Garden. Saturday the night. The Matrix. The Comeback Tour. Vasily Lomachenko. Oh, I'm gonna go friggin' nuts when that song starts playing, this Jay. Is what, I'm gonna wear. I'm gonna listen to that for six hours on the drive to your house Friday. Yes, yes, yes. The king. Can't Loma, Vasily Lomachenko, Richard Comey. Ah, uh, two guys on their on their way back, trying to get back to lightweight supremacy. I mean, obviously Comey. Nowhere near to where Lomachenko was on that on that path, but uh, it's going to be a great great fight. The whole card from top to bottom is going to be really great. Between we got Keyshawn Davis, uh, you know, silver medalist, medalist in the Olympics. You guys have hard heard us talk about him. He got added to the card about two weeks ago. Uh, Xander Zayas, who I've just been nuts about for about a year and a half now. Jo, I think you've at least started to come around to Xander. Uh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, and Big Baby. Jared Anderson, who's just <laughs> he's gonna be um once Tyson Fury decides he doesn't want to box anymore, <laughs> then, then maybe some of these smaller guys and he's not even a you know, he's a big dude, but uh just compared to Tyson, everybody's a little guy. Um, you know, he's he's gonna be a stud at, at heavyweight. So uh a lot of fun, but yeah, uh Loma, Comey, you know, he was hoping a lot of people at top rank were hoping that the Heisman Heisman fight was going to be the rematch we all wanted between 
Lomachenko and Lopez. That did not materialize. So the next best opponent that they had that was available to fight was uh, was Comey. Comey, I think he's ranked fifth or sixth at 135. So second straight fight coming off the loss from Lopez where, you know, Loma's fighting a dangerous guy. You know, Nakatani was no slouch. Um, and Comey, I, I kind of think of Comey as a supercharged Nakatani. Um, yeah, yeah, that's a good way to put it. And, and remember, too, I mean, Comey was on the march – uh, to f- to face Lomachenko for all the belts before he got knocked out by Tio. Yeah, and they um, they were they were supposed to fight in April of 2019. Um, and Comey after after the Pedraza fight, the next fight was supposed to be Comey, and then Comey broke his hand. So then Loma ended up having to fight uh, his mandatory Corolla, if you remember that fight. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. So that's what kind of put all these things into into In place. motion. So, yeah. Yeah. Um. And then and then Tio has to fight um, Comey and beats him, and yep. then Tio gets Lomachenko in the in the bubble, and the rest is history. So yeah, that's right. Now now Comey's trying to get back on course. Lomachenko's trying to get back on course. So big big fight. Um, like you said, Comey's dangerous. Comey has fought since since losing to Tio, and um, he fought a guy who was a slick fighter, but just had not enough discipline. I forget the guy's name, but had not enough. Yeah, I forgot. This is it's the guy. It's the guy who everyone thinks beat Cobra. Well, he did. He 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 really beat Raleigh um, in in a Showtime bubble, and they just they robbed him. So um, ah, I forget his name, but it's okay. Yeah, I mean, put it this way: he he was outboxing um, Comey at the time, and then Comey just caught him, him out. Just caught him with the right hand in the sixth and round. I, the referee should not have let it keep going and he did and then the guy just uh, that's right yeah comey 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 caught him good and then he got up and then comey just knocked him through the ropes oh yeah yeah, right. yeah um yeah so i got the tail of the tape here so we got facility 33 he's five foot seven 60 65 and a half inch reach um going in against richard comey who's 34 years old Five foot eight. He's, 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 I thought he was taller, but he's he's five foot eight, so he's taller than Loma. One, one but, inch taller than Loma, yeah. And he's got a seventy one inch reach, so he's gonna have a five, five and a half. yeah, five yeah. and a half. Which, uh, I mean, Loma's last, I think six. I think everybody but Corolla, um, and Corolla might even had one too, but it wasn't as as big. But every everyone that Loma has fought as light at lightweight has been taller with a longer reach at this point now. And again, that's, you know, Loma is a natural 126, 130 pounder, and he's moved up to, to 135, so people would actually fight him. So that's why Loma is always kind of kind of the smaller fighter in all these uh, in, in all these fights here in the, in the lightweight division. Um, you know, this is, I mean, v- Vasily... What we love about Vasily, we always talk about the his angles, just his his footwork, his his ring IQ. Um, you know, he he you know he downloads the information in the first few rounds, and then he just he just starts to to frustrate his opponents with his his movements until he, then he just starts just hitting you with pinpoint pinpoint shots that just break you down. I mean, he's you know he, he lands forty seven percent of his power shots. He's number one in the division in landing his jab. Uh, you know, just, you know, he's, 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 he's the, you know, he's the matrix. Um, you know, Comey, and I, again, it, it might even be doing him a disservice calling him a supercharged Nagatani, but I mean, Comey's all about the power in his right hand. Uh, 
he's much more of a stationary fighter. Doesn't have yeah. tremendous footwork. Um, but again, power in the right hand. He's got you know he's got a, a good left hook, which you know is really to me the key for him to. To win this fight is to just be throwing as many check hooks with that left hand as he can as Loma, because Loma, that is the side you know that Loma likes to as a you know because he's a southpaw. He does when he does those turns, he goes towards his opponent's left, and that's so that's why that's what Tio did a really good job of um, in their fight when Loma early, especially early on when Loma was trying to get those angles to the to the left. You know he was always throwing either a, a left hand jab or a left hand hook. Um, so that's what Comey's going to have to do, you know. I, you know, it, it, it's a fight Lomachenko should win. Uh, obviously, you know, we'll see if boxing, the boxing karma gods will will make us pay for all the <laughs> uh, laughs we've gotten at uh, Team Takeover here for no, the last God. for the last two weeks, and the fact that we'll be there in person, and you know. We all know that me and Jordan shut the world down when we got our tickets to go see Seton Hall two years ago. So, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll see how it works. But yeah, I mean, listen, Loma, Loma's the superior fighter. Um, if he stays away from the right hand, from Comey's right hand, uh, you know, I Lomachenko should win this fight. Yeah. Again, sorry, I'm always off my rhythm. Like I, I never know when to jump in. Like just like jump, I, get me, just get my, me, my bro. Bad. But um, uh, Comey's last fight. The announcer made a really good comment. He said, "A viper, <clears throat> excuse me, a viper-like right hand. It's just like, yeah, it's it's curled up like a snake and just, pow, it just like snaps in there. Yeah, lot, lot lot of power. Um, so that's that's the danger for for Loma. If if he goes to change the angle or 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 you know shift his footwork or something like that, and Comey were to just snap that viper-like right hand out there, that's that's the danger. Um, well, and that's how that's how uh, Lenaris dropped him. He just he just he just caught him with the. I mean, that's the thing with southpaws, like the right you know a straight or straight right hand with power is 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 kryptonite there. Yeah, exactly. Um, so that, that I was I was thinking about that too. Um, now, in terms of, oh, I forget what you said after that. Oh, in, in terms of us just jinxing the world, yeah. So, just to um, expand on that a little bit. So, yeah, that was, we Seton Hall was uh, a Dark Horse Final Four team, and so we booked our tickets to Albany because we were, we were certain that we were going to get placed in, in Albany before Selection Sunday even happened. And so, because we booked our, our tickets to Albany, our hotel in Albany ahead of time, then then COVID happened and the yeah. world shut down. Yeah. So sorry, I thought we I thought we've talked about that before. We we, 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 we have, have but just 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 a rehash. We for we all have the new just, listeners. Yeah, exactly. Just to bring everyone up to speed. A- anyway, yeah. so that's that's the kind of uh, sports karma we always have. Uh. And after we spent the last two weeks just clowning Tio, we're we're, <laughs> we're just due. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah. That being said, um, so you want to break down predictions here, and then and then we can. Yeah, get and well, the, and, uh, and, and right before we do that, I'll, I'll tell you this: like the, um, you know, the stakes are that like everything just seems so perfect because, you know. If Lomachenko, it seems that Cambosis wants to fight Lomachenko in Australia. That seems to be who he prefers to fight. And I don't know if that's because he thinks, you know, he 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 just, you know, he he beat up Tio and Lomachenko. What, what makes you say that he prefers Lomachenko? I just feel like whenever he's talking about. 
the next possible opponents. I feel like he always has a more certainty when he talks about Loma than the other guys. Okay. I feel like I just, I, I just, I don't know. And I feel like it's just more, he might realize it's more realistic that one, he'll get paid more for certain because it would be a, that this, this fight right now, this fight is for like, the fake WBO intercontinental title, basically, which makes you like the number one contender. Um, so the thought is that the WBO will mandate Lomachenko Cambosis after if Lomachenko wins or Comey, depending on who wins the fight. So, you know, Cambosis will get more money because of, of, of that, because it'll be a mandatory situation. So I just think it's more lucrative for him if he wants to fight in Australia and knowing that Lomachenko will take, you know, that his goal isn't money. His goal is to become a four belt champion because Loma in Loma's mind, you're not a champion until you get all four belts. So it just seems like it's more, he, he, he would prefer to fight Loma, but Loma still has to, you know, have a really good fight Handle on Saturday business. night yeah. and he's going to win. So it's all kind of like, and I, and again, I, I think, I don't, I don't think Lomachenko would care about going over to Australia either. So, um, and it'll be it'll be a relatively easy deal to make. So we'll see what happens. That's why it's like almost too, you know, Lopez losing, you would think would make it harder because top rank, you know, could have offered a lot of money to those two guys to get in a rematch, even if Lopez was too scared to do it. Um, but I, I still just a part of me just thinks this is if he wins and does it in spectacular fashion, he's going to get a shot, which is just okay. all, all I want. All I want for Christmas is love oh. his belts back. Your lips to God's ears. That's right. Okay. Um, you want to break down our predictions here? What are the odds? Let's do the, you have the betting odds first? You want to do that first? Yeah, let's do the betting odds first. See, I I, I think we should do our breakdown. So All right, we'll not, do the breakdown. So, so we're, right. not, we're not influenced. Um, I'll do mine first because I've been making you go first uh, recently. I'm just saying, fuck it. Loma's going to stop this guy. He's going to stop him in nine rounds. Nine rounds. Oh, wow. Comey, like Comey, Comey's never been stopped outside of Tio caught him in the second round. And this, and listen, people will be like, oh, you know, Tio knocked him out in the second. They they both were throwing unprotected punches in that exchange. Yeah. And they... and, and Lopez just got Lopez has got there first. Like if if <clears throat> Comey's a, a, a split second faster, like Lopez is on the deck. Like was that just, it, was was that in the? Uh, it was in, in the garden. Same night. No, was that in that um, relentless video where they talked about how Comey was just that split second? Um, I don't know. It's I watched some. I watched some hype video about how they were saying basically like, what would have happened if Comey was a split second faster than Tio and he knocked Tio out instead? But yeah, it would anyway. Here nor there. Yeah, I mean, as I said, they both. I mean, they both just saw an opening and went for it, and you know, Tio got there first. Um, so, but you know, and other than that, uh, you know, I mean, he's lost before. I mean, that wasn't his first professional loss, but I don't think he's ever he had ever been stopped. Um, yeah. I think Lopa. I think you're going to see Loma. Um, very. I don't. Again, I don't think it's going to be a ten count stoppage. I think it's going to be a referee stoppage. Okay. Like a like knock a tat, like the knock tat, a tat, fight. Tat, 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 yeah, a lot of people. A lot of a lot of people I've listened to have compared it. Said they they see like a Nick a Nick Nicholas Walters kind of finish. I I don't think Comey's going to quit on the stool. I really don't. No, I so, can't see that either. Yeah. Um, so I think I think that's how it'll go. I I, I think Loma again. Wait. If 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 the car if Karma's gonna bite us in the ass, it's already bitten enough chunks out here. So me me going out of the out of the world here for this isn't gonna change it. Yeah, I agree. Um, I'm gonna go uh, Loma on the cards with with one knockdown. I think he knocks him down once, and then I think he wins on the cards uh, by a lot. Um, 
unanimous decision. Uh, I th- I think that um, Comey's length and his potential power just makes Loma kind of cautious enough to, for it to go the distance. Um, and and um, so that's that's what I'm expecting. And then on the the betting side here, this is this is going to surprise you, but Lomachenko to win. Minus one thousand and Comey to win plus six hundred. That's shocking. It, it's a prohibitive favorite. For I Loma thought Chico. I I thought Loma would be minus four fifty. Yeah, I thought it'd be in the five to six hundred range, and yeah. it's a thousand. And I thought Comey would be in the three hundred range, and he's in the six hundred range. That's wild. A tie is plus twenty five hundred. I I can't see a tie. No. U- usually those are are plus eighteen hundred. Um. Okay. Lomachenko. By stoppage, minus two twenty-five. So wow. ev- everyone, all the betters agree with you, Drew. Wow. Lom- Lomachenko on the cards plus two sixty. Comey by well, stoppage. I mean, that's the value bet if you're going to bet. It is. Um, Comey by stoppage plus nine hundred, and Comey uh, on the cards plus sixteen hundred. Wow. I-, I I can't see Comey on the cards. You might as well not even like Bother, he's not gonna yeah. he's not gonna outbox Lomachenko. Yeah, he might uh, catch him, but he's not. He's not going to outbox him. Yeah, I mean those are. Wow, I'm, I'm surprised. I I thought you would be surprised. Oh, I forgot to ask you. What do you think the over under rounds is? <sighs> this is actually really tough. Uh, now that you've told me the that they think that he's going to stop him, probably eight or nine and a half. Eight and a half. Eight and a half. Yeah, that's what I was saying. And the over is minus one twenty-five. So okay. C- just... coming in, I was going to say nine and a half, but the fact that it, it seems like Vegas thinks he's going to start is like all right, eight and a half. Then I guess. Yeah. So you said nine. Eight and a half is the number. You're always dead on. Um, yeah. The under is minus one hundred six. So typically we see a minus and a plus, but it's minus for both. So hmm. they they could kind of see it going either way. So your nine is like so 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 money. Um, yeah, I don't even to know. go the distance. Yes is plus two fifteen and no is minus three oh five. So people really don't see this going the distance. Yeah, so if you're looking to make value bets, it's Loma on the cards, Comey by knockout, or uh it to go the distance. Yeah, if, if for some reason you're wavering on Loma, um Yeah, well I'm just saying if you want some plus, you know, some plus actions that are not completely out of this world yeah, you know, not just basically burning your money away, those are you know, those are the bets that you would you would be looking for. Yep. But um Again, that's that's the numbers. That's the breakdown. We will be in person. We're gonna be super nervous. If you're listening to this podcast and you're gonna be there, there was there was a guy we exchanged with on Twitter. Let us know. We can bring you a hat. Um, you know, we're we're all in on this. And Loma really might get a title fight after this. So um, are we gonna? Are we gonna? Oh man, we're we're we gotta start saving up for Australia, bro. Our nickels and pennies. I, I got to get my uh, passport uh, activated. Uh, we gotta. We gotta. Um, we're gonna. Get get, t- we're gonna. We're gonna get drunk with Russell Crowe and headbutt some goddamn kangaroos. For, forget Russell Crowe. We're gonna go to that Scarlett Morgan, that that nude Australian oh, yeah. model that hit us up on <laughs> That's Twitter. Right. We're, we're gonna go bunk at her house. You uh, got a cash machine? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so anyway, good. sweet, so good. sweet. Okay. All right. <sighs> All right, the nerves. Oh, I just got to get get those. Let me, let me take a sip. Okay, okay, okay. All right. Um, 
Next order of business. The NFL second and short. Drew, last week, how did we do? Uh, I wrote down our overall, and I forgot to write I down did, what we did last week. I, I did not bring it with me. Uh, you beat me by one last week, but I forget what our total was. Well, here's, all right, so here's what it was. So we both took the Chargers, so we covered. Um, we both took the Dolphins and covered. We did not cover. Oh no, we we both we took the football team and cover because they were getting two and a half. We did not cover the Ravens because Steelers uh, Steelers won the game, and I took the Patriots getting two and a half, and you took the Bills. So I went three and two. You went four and one. Yes. So Got I it. overall lead. I lead us by one right now. Got it. Okay. This week. Um, it was, we had four games and then Drew was like, for our fifth game, should we pick this one or this one, this one or this one? And I said, let's just do both. It's second and short. We can do anything we want. The playbook's, playbook's wide out open. the window. Wide open. Wide so open. Yeah. here we are. We got six games this week. All right. Week 14. Let's go, baby. Drew, what do you got? It. All right, man. Uh, this is a big one. Anyone that listened to the go for two, uh. That we post that uh, went live uh, this morning. Steelers Vikings, basically a must win for both teams to keep their uh, to keep their playoff uh, hopes alive. Uh, the Steelers are going into Minnesota. Uh, they're getting three points. Jo, since you're uh, you're you're the Steelers uh, faithful. Th- yeah, Thursday night Steelers getting three points. Um... What is the word on Dalvin? I know Teddy. Our, our, Dalvin's our... expected to play. He he he's he's uh, practiced two or three days in a row. All, all of the fantasy sites are projecting him at sixteen to twenty fantasy points. So I mean, he's he's expected to play. Um, I'm going to go with the Steelers. I just you know the the Kirk Cousins night game stuff is going to happen. I, I'm I'm expecting the Steelers to win, but even if even if the Vikings win. It's going to be close, close. because that's yeah. just what they do. I'm going to take the Vikings because Dalvin's Dalvin's playing, and you've just you just want you just you've made me want to just always pick Dalvin Cook. I, I can't hate it, especially because <laughs> the Steelers Steelers can't stop the run. So, um, all right, that moves us can stay in with the AFC North. Yes, they, correct. Ravens are going into Cleveland. Uh, Cleveland's given two and a half. Uh, again, based off our go for two last night, uh, you and Teddy are both drunk and think the Browns are winning this division. So it has to start this week. So I'm guessing you're going with the Browns. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to go with Browns. Um, this goes one of two ways. The Ravens realize that, okay, we screwed up last week. We, we were playing all these close games. Let's wake the F up and, and start putting it on teams. And they start here. Or... They're rattled because their coach made a bonehead decision. Now they're questioning themselves. They had been winning all these close games. Now they lost one. What do we do now? Season might be over. Yeah, not that the season's over, but it's just like like you know confidence shaken. So, uh, plus, not to mention that like half of their defense is injured and half their offense is injured. So, uh, I'm gonna go Browns minus two and a half to cover. I'm gonna go Ravens. Uh... I'm going to take the points in the divisional game. 
I think you, I can't remember if it was you or Teddy who had the stat coming off the bye. Teams are actually playing worse this year. Yeah, it was it was me every time we do these picks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I just, again, feel you two were way too hopped up on some type of uh, narcotic last night to be picking the Browns to win the division. So out of That's spite. Cool. Out of spite, I'm taking the Ravens. Yeah, it makes. I mean, there's no wrong answers. <laughs> oh boy! All right, now we're gonna we're gonna move into the NFC East. Cowboys are visiting the Washington Football Team. The Washington Football Team, four wins in a row, back in the playoff hunt at six and six. Dallas is favored, so the so the 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 football team are home dogs. They're getting four points. Jo, who do you like? Dallas has given me no reason to pick them as a favorite. Like they just always seem to just blow these close games and like or like just like crap the bed. And so I'm gonna pick Dallas minus four. <laughs> you know why? Because I refuse to pick the the. Well, I almost said the, the football team. Yeah, yeah, the football team. Yeah. I I too am gonna pick uh, Dallas. I just I I credit to the football team. Um, you know. They've they've played really well, but um, three of these four wins have been against just bad bad teams. So I think uh, I think Dallas, yeah, even though they're terrible as well, and just they're they're just so undisciplined and their play calling is atrocious when they have two just awesome backs, but one like feel they're just desperate to show that Dak can throw the football for some reason. But I'll still take Dallas. Uh, a, a game that. Who would have thought this would have had playoff implications four weeks ago? Falcons are going to Carolina. Both teams are five and seven. Both teams are sitting there just looking at that seventh uh, seventh seed in the NFC. Uh, Panthers getting two and a half. So basically, you know, Vegas thinks it's a pick 'em, and they're just giving the home team, having the home team give away some points. Who do you like, buddy? Who do you like? Oh. Oh gosh, I, I I don't know. Do I have to pick this game? You doing um, an impression of you is amazing. That was good. A little a little too Murtaugh-y. A little too Murtaugh-y. Take I'm take it too old for take, this shit. Give a give take take the bass down a little bit, and that would have been a perfect Jo impression. Uh, um, I'm gonna take the Falcons. Uh, uh, basically, Cordero is the only player worth even mentioning in this entire matchup. Uh, Cam Newton going five of twenty-one in his last game gives me no confidence whatsoever. <laughs> uh, I hear Carolina is gorgeous this time of year, but I'm going to take the Falcons. Yeah, I'm going to do the same. I just yeah, Cam no CMC done for the year. Uh, I'll and yeah, Matt Ryan forever. I'm going to take the Falcons. <laughs> I'm going to take the Falcons there too. For, forever what? Forever twenty-eight to three or what? Just forever. Just always, always believing that Matt Ryan's a good quarterback. <laughs> okay. Um. Oh, I can't believe he took that sack. Anyway. Uh. All right. Big. Another big plus. Just huge playoff games. This, this implication this week, and they're not even not even divisional games. The 49ers are Buddy Teddy's beloved 49ers. It's six and six. They are in the seventh seed right now. Against now the 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 Cincinnati Bengals, who were in full control last week against the Chargers, up three scores and completely shit the bed. Um and ended up losing that game by multiple touchdowns. Uh it's in Cincinnati. The 49ers are getting a point and a half. 
I'm going to take the Bengals. I feel like Wait, they're... the 49ers are favored by a point and a half. Yeah, sorry. They're given a point and a half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. I'm going to take the Bengals. I, they're a Jekyll and Hyde team, um, but so are kind of the Niners. They're home. I'll take I'll take the point and a half. Um, if Debo was healthy, I would take the Niners because he like them moving him all around was just like such a cluster for other teams to deal with. Yeah. Um, but they kind of struggled a little bit with him out of the lineup last week. So, and and um, Cincinnati just got smacked by the Chargers. So I think that was their wake up call. Um, I'm gonna go with Cincinnati as well. Man, I thought we were gonna have a different pick for every game this week. Home, we home dogs, the yeah, way no. we were going. Um, and that brings us to oh, wait, Monday so you night. Took, you took the you you took Dallas, right? And you yeah, took... I only, we only the first only the Vikings and only uh, the first two. Okay, but yeah, yeah, Vikings and Browns are different games. And so our um, bonus number six. Bonus hot route, hot route. <laughs> red seven, red seven, red seven. Matthew Stafford and the Rams are heading into Arizona to play the best team in the NFL right now, record-wise, the Arizona Cardinals, sitting at 10-2. and two. Uh, Kyler Murray did come back last week, so he will be playing. And what do you got? What do you think, Jail? I'm going with the Cardinals, baby. Taking the cards. Uh, yeah. I just don't I, – I probably picked it – I feel like I've probably picked against the Rams every time. I just – I don't know why. I just don't trust them for anything. Matthew Stafford is why. That being said, I'm going to take the Rams. I'm going to take the points. Okay. Uh, I think it's a close game. Um, I think McVeigh. I mean, they. I, I think McVeigh will, will make the adjustments after they lost the first game, and uh, and they get it done. So I'm going to. I just feel like it. they've been out of sorts ever since Odell came. And I don't know that it's necessarily Odell's fault, and he's doing like the you know the the punk stuff, or I don't think it necessarily any of that. I just feel like they have the. Pressure. I mean, they were losing. They they they. I mean, they've been out of sorts since the Von Miller trade, really, when they got absolutely shellacked by the Titans. Yeah, I I, I just feel like they they're out they're out of rhythm at the current moment, and maybe this. Yeah, I mean, maybe losing Woods, you know, rhythm. Woods Woods going down didn't help. He was a uh, you know he he was coming a staple on of that yeah. offense. Yeah, so. Um, yeah, I just yeah, like I said, I'll just I'll just take the points in the division game. Okay, okay. All right, so we got three. Uh, we we either one or you can you can uh, even things up, or I can really take a take a stronghold of this thing with only a couple weeks. Well, I guess we only got one leak. Oh, no, no, I'm thinking we only got one more uh, go for two before the end of the year. Uh, <laughs> I was like, oh, we only got one leak, one week left of the season. You're drunk. Ah. Uh, this this uh, lazy eye vodka is uh, really doing a number on me. Um, plus, not to mention, you're talking about if I win two and you win one, I could win all three and take the lead. That's why I said, yeah, yeah. You know, you said, well, I no, I would take, or... I would take, I would take a commanding lead. You would, you would get, a, you would basically be in my my situation yeah. issue this week. Which okay, fine. That's not what you said, but I get it. I got Shut you. up, God, you're annoying. Uh debatable you I, i'm i'm lovable i'm a lovable fuzzball you're like a big teddy bear yeah um that being said speaking of big teddy bears uh the nba catch and shoot Woo! nay nay we are not doing a catch and shoot we're going iso 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 
clear. Drew, Drew's got the ball. He's pounding it in, into the hardwood, and he's waving me off to the, everyone get to the other side of the court. He's he said I want to go ISO in this one, so passing you the rock, and and I'm clear clearing the lane. What do you got? For everybody that's texted me and told me I'm an idiot and saying that the Philadelphia 76ers were clowns to not trade Ben Simmons in the offseason, just go ahead and get him out of there. Get your pennies on the dollar trades for him, for role players. What do we see now? now we're, and what have I always said, J.O.? I was, uh, I've always said those trash deals will always be there. I was like, every team at the start of the year thinks that they're going to be the NBA champions. They'll, they think they've had the best off season of any off season in the history of off seasons. And then December 15th comes around when, when, when players can first be traded, they just signed contracts and trades that happened and teams realize eh, three and three and 16 is probably not that great. Maybe we need to it's make like a move. Go on prom night thinking he's had the, the best prom <laughs> night of all prom nights. And... Uh, speaking of bricks. Um, yeah, and what what are the reports? Little, little trouble in Portland coming out this week. First, we get the story that Dame Dame's open to playing with Ben Simmons, which potentially puts a C.J. McConnell trade on the table, which to me is not is not pennies on the dollar, um, depending on who what other assets are included in that trade. Uh, that gets a little more complicated because now C.J. McCollum it came out last night. He's got a collapsed lung. I, I didn't get to read the article, so. I don't know what's going on with him, but yeah, you know, hopefully he he's yeah, you know, he's he's a good yeah, you know, he seems like he's a good dude. I hope uh I hope all is well with him. But if McCollum's out for an extended period of time, they're already on a three game losing streak and under five hundred and playing the Warriors tonight, so they're probably gonna lose this game. Dame, you know, Dame basically said rumors of him trying to get out of Portland by already requesting a, a, a he already got a supermax that hasn't kicked in yet, and he wants two more years tacked onto that contract, uh, which people just think is now an excuse for you know for the Blazers basically forced to force the Blazers to trade him without him having to request a trade. But this is why you don't just when you have a, when you have a guy under contract for four years. You, there's no reason to rush to move him. That's it. Now, now all of these possibilities are going to open with all these teams that are, you know, thought they were good. They're they're going to be looking to make moves, and Damian Lillard could be at the front of all that. And that, my friend, is why I am an ambassador of the NBA. Uh, okay. I mean. It seems like a little bit of a premature spike. Uh, well, I'm just saying, but this is why, like, but this was my point. It's like, yeah, cool. Like, you know, Dame Dame can say in friggin' August, ah, no, nah, I'm cool, I'm cool. But you know, when you're when you when you lose a bunch of games in a row, that start you know that starts to change, and that whole like you I know, think, I'm pretty sure he came out on Twitter today and was like, yeah, I don't know what these people are talking. That's about. That's fine. Okay, cool. That's okay. Like, I, I, yeah, most people are gonna say that instead of causing a stir. So that's fine. But even again, even to me, if you know, obviously the his this injury now would change it. But um, like, I don't, I don't think C.J. McCollum, Rocco, and a first for Simmons. I, like, I don't think that's pennies on the dollar. I think that's a good trade. Yeah. Um. 
So like even if 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 uh, if Dame is open to that happen, like to me, then I suggested Shay with Roko, and you were like, "Oh, Roko, oh, why would we want him?" And I was just like, "Wait, what do you mean?" And, like he's. I I I think I think the Sixers were giving up more assets in that trade, and that's why I was like, "No, dude, you're nuts." I think I think you had the Sixers giving up either Maxi or Thibel. Or no, I never it. said that, but uh, it, what, well, here nor there, whatever. Yeah, that's fine. That's what I'm saying. So you know, again, the the but now the injury changes it, but that injury may cause the the blaze to go on a 10-game losing streak, and then, you know, Dame gets shipped out. So, uh, loving it, loving it. There's not much to talk about the NBA, because every... I'm waiting for, outside of the Warriors and the Suns, who both are sitting uh, with only three losses, I'm just waiting for a team to go on a run here and start winning, like, The Warriors a lot of, are 20-4. and four. Oh, did they, lo- did they lose the other night? Oh, that's right. They lost to the Spurs. Oh, that's my my bad. Oh, and the Suns are twenty and four too. Yes. Okay. They're both. They got. They both have the same record. Um, I'm just waiting for that next team to try to to go on a little, maybe like a seven game win streak and start making some separation. Like everybody's just kind of middle of the pack right now. Um, you know, the Jazz have won four in a row. I I know I picked them to be the one seed, which still could happen. Uh, and even in the East, like yeah, Brooklyn's seventeen and seven, but. They haven't beaten a good team. Like they, they, the, the, the when they've played the top teams in the league, they've lost because you can see the, you know, the hole with without having Kyrie there. So, uh, you know, hopefully in the next couple of weeks we can see it. The only other thing I'm pumped about because uh, it's been rumored that Christmas will be the day. My one of my favorite players ever to watch, Clay Thompson, will be making his return, which I just can't wait because Clay, Clay might be just the coolest dude ever to play basketball. I love that guy. I can't wait to see him back out there. Apparently, he's just shitting on people in the G, in, in these G League games he's he's playing in. Um, I I just I can't wait to see him. So it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be exciting to see what they do with you know two way two two way two way wigs. Ever since he posterized Carl uh, Anthony Towns, has been sensational. Uh, you may look like a friggin' genius picking them to win the uh, the finals, Jo. Uh, like uh, all I all I saw last year was Curry playing at a level that was just above and beyond anything I've seen in recent years from anybody. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I guess Kevin Durant is the closest. And I was just like, holy crap! Like, if he's gonna do all this, then like, uh, and and I I thought they would get more contributions from their rookies, but it's they've been gotten more, zero. It, they've gotten zero. It, yeah, it's basically been Wiggins improving, which typically guys don't improve in like year ten. Yeah. And Jordan Poole stepping up. So that I didn't really I'll give myself like eighty percent credit, but like um yeah, those yeah. guys. And Dre, up. And, and and to his credit, because I've soured on I I was a huge fan of his and I've soured on him recently, but Draymond actually came ready to play to start the season instead of waiting until March this year. So uh that's yeah, been he's, a, he's that's, starting to get back to his old self. Yeah, that's bit. that's that's been a big reason for why they've also been uh been been successful here in the early early go of it but yeah i i love clay man i just I, well that's the other thing i figure too like say okay so say he doesn't even make christmas but say he comes back like mid-january okay so that's what half the season so say like 40 games he's there for yeah they're probably wouldn't get 35 of those <laughs> like but, yeah potentially it's insane uh, anyway yeah, um i'm just happy to see him back but i tell you said well uh well, well, I think we're we're going to be doing a, a two or a a two for one here in the next uh, couple of weeks to kind of recap. Right before Christmas. Right before yeah, Christmas. we'll be we'll be almost at the forty game mark, maybe thirty game mark. Um, 
And so we'll have a little, hopefully, like I said, hopefully some of these teams start to separate. So we're not just talking about how everybody's uh, basically separated by a game and a half. <laughs> yeah. Um, cool, man. Good job on the ISO. Um, I scored. Uh, um, I'm coming in here on the next topic, the NHL half clappers. This is, this is getting fun, including this every week, but uh, there's been a request to, to, for me to break down what, what in the world is going on with the Flyers. Um, let's see, I had it up earlier. The Flyers are sitting... Oh, okay, close that window. Um, but the Flyers are not doing well. They lost again tonight 2-0 to the, uh, the Devils. <laughs> I watched a little bit of that game. Yeah, the Flyers are sitting, um, second from the bottom of the Metropolitan. Um, and so as someone asked, basically, what's, what's going on with the Flyers? So... I wrote down my thoughts because when I think of the Flyers, pretty much a bunch of thoughts come to my head all at once. And I, I wanted to kind of organize these in a little bit more of a logical order. But all, all I basically can summarize it as the Flyers are team. It's not even really like a team. It's basically just a collection of disappointments. And I say that, <clears throat> and I'll start with Giroux. Claude Giroux is a very good player. But, like, Philly expected him to be in the Crosby-Ovechkin stratosphere, which was always a flaw because those are two generational talents. Right. But, like, that was their assumption, building the team, and, like, that was wrong. Like, very good player, but, like, you don't have one of those, like, Crosby and Ovechkins. Um. The goalie Hart, twenty-three years old. Everyone, everyone says he should be good. He was a good prospect, but like he's just not good right now. And their backup, Martin Jones, like they try and bring in a veteran to help him, but guess what? Martin Jones is worse than Carter Hart. So like, why why would you do that? That that's a flaw. Um, again, their young core, outside of Konechny, they're just not good enough. Like, Couturier, Provorov, uh, Lindblom, like, those are guys that were pretty good prospects, but, like, they're just, they're just not, they haven't materialized. They're just not that good. Like, they're good support pieces, but they needed them to, to develop, and they just haven't. Um, so then, so then they, again, their thought is, like, these guys are going to develop. Let's support them with, like, some savvy veterans. But, like, all their veterans they got are just, like, pretty weak, like, uh, Keith Yandel, Broussard, um, James Van Reems, like, they didn't go get, but, like, he's not as good as he once was. Like, he's fallen off. Um, it's just, uh, you know, they they got these veterans that kind of aren't, aren't worth veteran salaries. Like, they're just, like, it's, it's very strange for a team that's not very good to have these, these type of guys. Um, so then they go make, um, the addition of they they've made a couple additions over the years, but like Ristolainen in this this past off season, they give up all kinds of draft and salary and stuff for him, and like he he fits exactly in with the collection of disappointments. Like he already showed that he was pretty much a disappointment in but in Buffalo. So I guess they're thinking again, like best case scenario, like hey, like we got a collection of guys that like are kind of talented, give him a change of scenery, but, like, he kind of already showed, like, what he, 
and maybe that works on a team that uh, that and to my I'll get to my next point maybe a team that has a little bit more of an identity but like you're just going to throw him in with a collection of misfits and he's just going to continue being a misfit um right the coach that just got fired Elaine Vignon Vignot I had Elaine Vignot Vignot I can't say his name um but like he was always the wrong coach he's any team in the Eastern Conference, he's the wrong coach for. He needs to play for. He needs to coach for like a West Coast team with like veterans. Like that's the only way that guy's gonna. Alevinho, thing. There it is, Alevinho. But that's the only way he's gonna like be able to, um, be successful. I'm thinking back to his days in Vancouver, um, and so now they have Mike Yo in there. Mike Yo is a good hockey mind. He came up with the Penguins. Uh, he had a pretty good success in Minnesota. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Philly actually actually developed a little bit of a consistent style under him and actually went on a, some kind of a little bit of run. Um, but, you know, good good hockey mind. I, I, I think he could potentially help them start to maybe kind of start to get down the right path. Um, okay. But I, I don't know that they're going to think about him long term, quite honestly. But, like, again, just another theme of, like, I think they've had something like six coaches in seven years or something crazy like that. They have no identity. Like, who yeah. are they? they like, five. They've been through five coaches because Drew's, Drew's, Drew's had five coaches. Well, now they just – yeah, Drew, but that was probably before they fired this guy. No, it was. It was this, this, was, this was the fifth coach. Okay. Wait, yeah. Vigneault or, or Mike Yo? The guy who they just fired. He was the fifth. Yeah, he was the fifth, yeah. yeah. So now he's on their sixth, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, yeah, okay, yeah, 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 I'm with you, sure. Um, but, like, what's what's their identity? Like, they they're, they don't have enough speed to call themselves fast. They're not super young. Like, they're decently young, but they're not, like, young. They have a mix. Um, they're not overly tough. Like, they, what's their identity on a nightly basis? Like, are they forechecking? Like, what... Uh, it's not their goalie. Like they don't hunker down on defense. They don't play tight. Like they they don't they don't have an identity. And so I I don't know what their problem is. I don't know. Like you fix it from someone having a vision, and it, like they're gonna need to just decide which one of these, which like two or three of these guys are the long term answer, and just blow it up. And like I said, I have always had a soft spot for Konechny. Maybe that's just because he does well against the Penguins. I don't know, and that's what I see. But like. He seems to be one of their better players. Okay. Um, <clears throat> but I, 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 I don't know if anybody can pinpoint their identity other than me. Because, like I said, their identity is basically a collection of disappointments. Well, I, I heard, a, as I was coming back from PT today, I heard a on the radio an incredible stat, if it's true, that uh, they have now been under betting underdogs 20 straight games. Wouldn't surprise me. They're yeah. just just they're a collection of disappointments, um, and that that's that's what needs to change. Number one. So I I, I don't they okay. got a they got they got a second pod in a row. I'll say they got a long road to hoe. Um, <laughs> but <clears throat> so that that's my analysis on the Flyers. The only team they're better than in the division is the Islanders, which. I thought the Islanders would win this division. Accor- well, according to uh, CM Punk on AEW Dyn- Dynamite tonight, they have yet to win in their new arena. Yeah, which their new arena only came online in the past like week or two. 
two and a half. Yeah, so they played a bunch of road games, and like they it got hit by COVID really bad. And they even had to cancel some games. So maybe that has all to do with it. Maybe Islanders are poised for a run, but like they're in the basement. So I did not expect that. So we shall see. Um, you know, the season marches on. Whoop! Until it absolutely stops for the Olympics. <laughs> yeah. Then it doesn't march on. Um, anyway, that's the half clappers. All right. Closing out beer one. The parlay, 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 parlay. 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 Thank you. Um, okay. What do you got, True? Anything? Are you, are you not ready? You want me to go first? Uh, I'm ready, but you go first. Oh, okay. Um, I'm going to take uh, Loma by stuff. No, that's what you're going to take. <laughs> I, I just wanted to, I just wanted to screw with you. <laughs> um, Saturday night, um, again, I, my hockey game did not come through last week, but I'm going back to the hockey well. The Columbus Blue Jackets versus the Seattle Kraken, Saturday night, 10 o'clock. Um, I'm tempted just to take the Blue Jackets to win. Um, but I'm going to take the over. I'm going to take the over in that game because the overs on Saturday nights tend to be money. So 10 o'clock Saturday night, Blue Jackets cracking over. What do you got? Uh, I like that. Um, I'm going to take the under in the Packers Bears game. 43. Wow. Okay. Take the under. What's your, what's your, walk me through your thoughts there. Uh, the Bears can't score, and I think the Packers maybe score 25, 30 points. I like it. It's ballsy. I love it. I want some it's ballsy taking the under in uh, today's NFL, but, yeah, I just. Well, you know what, too, Drew? It's a Sunday night, so. It's going to be cold. It's going to be cold. Field. The, the, I mean, the, bear, the Bears, the Bears run, the Bears are going to be running the ball, so, you know, yeah. they're, you know, clock's going to be moving. Um, yeah, that's what I got. Not when every time they go to throw, it's an incomplete pass. But um, yeah, so. maybe they'll be like Belichick and just throw three passes. <laughs> be funny. Uh, yeah, no, I like it. Uh, forty-three under forty-three. All right. So that's let's get let's get back in the win column, man. We need to start stacking some wins in the parlay. We've been bad. We've been putting up bricks. I, I don't I don't understand because it's like. We each just have to pick one game. You can pick any game over the whole weekend. Yeah, that's why the par- that's why hitting parlays is hard. That's right. Okay, if you have anything left in beer, well, you have your vodka. I- I- I'm gonna finish my beer. Lazy, one. lazy eye vodka, pitching it out there. Ah. Out of Atlantic City, ah. focal banger. Ah. Oh, so good. Okay. Assume positions for beer two. Ready. Got a bottle here. Three. My svatka. What? I said Struck. my svatka. Stroisvatka. Yeah. Three, two, one. Ah, okay. Uh, back to the Trogues uh, Blizzard of Hops. Yes. I got, so, I got so many good beers in my fridge right now after that whole Alchemist haul. So it's just, just great. Nice. Um, and I, I imagine you're staying with the vodka. Yes, sir. Is that supposed to help your back? No. Hey, you just... know another guy fighting we forgot to mention, Nico Ali Walsh at the Garden. 
No, I, didn't I say I didn't say him? You did not, no. Oh, okay. And that's oh. where I, I couldn't find where to, like, jump in. I hesitated. Just cut me off, man. It's like it's like Goaf on prom night just hesitated. Oh. Um, okay, beer two here. First order of business. Um, I think we want to talk about Yellowstone season four, episode six. Yes. I want I want to be him. Um, again, just continue to knock it out of the park. Like so I, good. Every, I'm lo- every week. Every I am week. loving this season. So, in this episode, we have um, a couple different plot lines going on. Casey and Monica are like finding their own house and, and a dog who will most definitely die somehow. No, they won't kill a dog. Dog that they're calling dog. Um That's do you think that was do you think that was like an actual dig at Walking Dead since they had that little back and forth on uh on social media? Like no, I because Daryl's so Daryl's dog's name is Dog? No, I don't think so at all. Um and it seems like Tate is kind of um thinking that he will name it, but because he's like, "Oh, what's the name of those mountains?" And he's like, "Ah, that, that ain't good enough." Yeah. But um, um, okay. So there's that plot line, and then Kevin Costner brings that activist back, and I, okay, here's one thing. <laughs> so good, so good, <laughs> did, so good. So did he sleep with her? I, I don't think so. I don't think he did either. Yeah, I don't think Cause he because he, he kind of said like, "Oh, I just gave her a shirt because she was covered." Covered in paint and whatever, and, and pepper spray. So, yeah, I don't think they actually slept together. But, like, Beth basically just, like, tortured her. Uh, that There was a few scenes where I was laughing out loud. One of them was um, the scene where she they, they sat down at breakfast, and she's like, do you have anything that didn't have a heartbeat last week? And the guy's like, uh, what was, oh, Gator. Gator was, the, was like, the cook. And he's like, what's gluten? Yeah, so she he he's like, all right, Gator, can you just bring her something that's like vegan and no egg and, and no milk? And he's like, okay, so like pancakes. And she's like, I don't eat gluten. And Beth's like, so you'll eat this the wheatgrass, but you won't eat gluten. Like, how does that work? And and uh, Gator's like, I I like I. And she's like, is that GMO? He's like, I don't know what that means. <laughs> and so he, the gator is just like, doesn't know what to do. And Beth just gets in her face and tells her to go die of butt cancer. Oh, and, God, yeah. Uh, and, and gator just like comes with that like fruit smoothie or whatever. And he's like, and everyone, it, the, the breakfast just blew up in their face. And <laughs> Kevin Costner's like, that, that went south pretty fast. And, and then the gator's like. Yeah, yep. yes it did boss that was very fast <laughs> yeah. just standing there holding the smoothie yeah. that was great well on the um uh coyote ugly because i don't know her name i'm just gonna call her coyote ugly her uh her her line was great she's like isn't uh isn't she a little old to be caring about who daddy's sleeping with yeah that was good and kevin yeah. costner's like yes yes, yes. she is oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then um great. uh no, it wasn't care who daddy to be jealous of other women that take away daddy's time or something like that. Ah, uh, okay, okay. But um, then there was Jamie holding his real father at gunpoint. Um, that was probably the most disappointing part of the episode. Yeah. Not not so much that Jamie's turning on his on the Duttons because you can kind of predict that, but like 
the fact that the guy gives this BS speech about like I- I'm your real daddy. He's just he's just he just sees Jamie. He's poisoning so... Jamie's mind, but like yeah. Jamie like should like it was he sh- you you got to see through that right? Like that was just oh, super yeah. super like super it... corny. Yeah. But no, Jamie falls for it. I, I want I want you to inherit all this money. I want you to get what's rightfully yours. It's like what? It's like you realize that he had to get adopted because you murdered his mother in cold blood. Yeah, exactly. Like that's just that's just water under the <laughs> yeah, bridge. Yeah, yeah, I I agree. I I, it, it, I I get that Jamie's emotionally weak now and all this stuff. But like, come on. I mean, you're 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 Dutton for God's sakes. Well, come on. You know what? Even if you don't want to be a Dutton anymore, I I get it. But like like you said, like this scumbag who just wants to murder the Duttons. <laughs> Who yeah. al- who already murdered your real mother and like yeah like if that. you if you if you can't see that he's out for just his own personal gain in this then yeah, I, the, I don't the, have to tell you this ain't it fam this ain't it yeah um it's sus definitely sus oh so sus so um, sus but um Jesus what's this world coming to I don't know my seven year old says that and I'm just like what did you say she's like oh yeah. it's our elf on the shelf in school is so sus and I'm like oh, what yeah, that's the thing. Um, and then the rest of the episode um, just revolved around, um, I guess Lloyd and well, I well a couple things. Jimmy just continuing to basically have his, a cowboy, his cowboy basic training, which I'm here for. Love it, like absolutely perfect. Um, Guy was going down on that uh, that fried chicken. Oh, that I think it was a chicken fried steak or something. Chicken fried, oh, chicken fried steak. I've never actually had one of those. Me either. Well, I know what we're getting this weekend. Yeah, we should uh, gotta hit up uh, the Cracker Barrel. Uh, chicken fried steak. Um. So anyway, yeah, his 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 basically cowboy basic training is is fantastic. I'm I'm here for it. Um. Which uh, he's starting a podcast, a Yellowstone podcast. He is. He's the host. Yeah. Oh my gosh! I just I called for a spinoff, and here we are. They they've heard my voice. <laughs> um <clears throat> excuse me um so that's awesome and then lloyd and uh walker lloyd just again just keeps being a prick over and over again basically throw it, uh, the only thing that made, made it wilder if it was a throwing star but he threw basically a knife that he got out of a brick uh <laughs> at, in, into lloyd's chest into walker's chest a walker's chest yeah and then john dutton makes him almost fight to the death in, yeah. in, in one of the corrals. I thought um, that was what he basically said. Yeah. I was expecting them to go like almost to like basically not be able to move. And then he, he told rip last man standing, you take him out, which at, so when the time comes, you know, Lloyd has been beating the crap out of, uh, Walker. And then John Dutton, Kevin Costner goes to take out Lloyd and Rip's like, nah, they'll hate you for it, sir. That's that's my job. And then he just destroys uh, Lloyd and pretty much breaks his hand, step stomping on his hand. Yeah. And then I didn't really enjoy the part where Rich Rip got emotional about it afterwards. I'm like, like it, I, I get it. Like you know, he's beat up his friend. He didn't want to do that. Like it's it's emotional, but like. I kind of like the stoic rip. I I didn't want him to see him get like all bothered by that. Uh, what, did you have any reaction to that part? No, not really. I mean, it makes sense. It's like you know, basically, ba- basically a guy that has no father has had two fa- you know, father figures. It's probably you know Costner and uh, 
or yeah, John Dutton and, and Lloyd. And Lloyd, he yeah. Basically, had to beat the living shit out of him. So, uh, nah. I mean, I thought it was fine. Yeah, and then um, two things. Of I mean, this this is this is a guy that that pays five thousand dollars every couple of years to get his his dead mother unburied and like kiss her corpse, bro. I mean, nothing. <laughs> you know, I mean, that a little a little. Uh, a little remorse for beating up, uh, you know, his best friend isn't isn't the uh, craziest thing he's done. Uh yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Um, so, um, I think uh, the only other two things of note is this this little kid. Um, uh, what the heck's his name? They didn't give him a name. Yes, they did. No, boy. It, yes, they did. No, it's boy. Rip said he doesn't. He's not going to be here long enough to need a name. Nah, he has a name. I just forget it right now. He may have it, but they on the ranch they just call him boy. Okay, whatever the case. Um so they um they decide uh or not decide. What am I trying to say? They basically Rip makes him watch the whole like battle royale and when uh John Dutton basically just commands the attention of everyone um, the the kid goes. I know what I want to be when I grow up. I want to be him. As he's walking up. off into the sunset. Great scene. Yeah. Great fucking scene. Well, you know what was cool about that, Drew, which I loved. It's the juxtaposition of that kid, who actually now wants to be John Dutton, and because I I kept thinking about it the whole episode, and they set it up perfectly. But like, Casey said, like, oh, this feels like home off in that other yeah. property. Um. Jamie is off at that other property and like Beth wants to go somewhere where there's no memories. No, like, you know, where she wants to go marry Rip somewhere where they could start their own memory and it's just them. And like John Dutton has got to the point where none of his kids want his ranch. Like they don't want it. The only reason they want it is because other people want it. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's the only one that wants that ranch. His kids don't even want it. And, you, uh, now, and and now you have this kid, and this kid's like, I want that. Like, I want to be this guy. And so, like, I think, the uh, to me, that was just so cool. And I think, the and it, it, it kind of, to me, it echoes of, like, a bigger theme of people who are born with things, like, they don't appreciate and i don't want to say don't appreciate because that's not true that's a blanket statement but like it's kind of like the whole trust fund mindset you just take right? it for granted yeah yeah and it's like you didn't have to earn this like you didn't have to grind for this and so it's like that kid has nothing and he sees dutton with all that power and he's like that's what i want I and, be, yeah. and that kid has nothing and so that kid's gonna be freaking hungry you know what i mean and so i think like i i am so jazzed for the impending relationship between john dutton and that kid and and uh god yeah no i'm i just think that john dutton is going to see a reflection and like i think that kid's going to get super hungry and i think dutton's going to be like hell yeah like that's the kind of hunger like that like that rip had and like it's that desperation and that that drives people to 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 like excel and i i hope that that kid is about to get that and i I, i'm I'm hoping for that connection because that's just cool as hell with uh with analysis like that and your constant use of the word juxtaposition there you should you should dm jimmy and get on his podcast and talk about (laughs) it 
I mean, oh, they should just let me host the podcast. Really should. <laughs> um, bold prediction because there's only there's only three episodes left because this was six, right? Oh, really? Yeah, it was six. Oh no, so there's four, seven, eight, nine, ten. Um, again, I've never watched it live, so I'm assuming they do ten straight through, right? There's no like breaks mid season. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh. Rip is gonna die at the end of the season. Bold prediction. What, what makes you say that? Oh, I thought it was interesting. I thought it was interesting. Yeah, I know, right? I thought it was interesting how the father, Jamie's biological father, made it a point to highlight, um, you know, your bitch of a sister, um, and that like wanting her out, wanting her gone. That I feel like I feel like it's gonna get messy here at the end, and there's gonna be another attempt on the Duttons and Rip is going to end up being a casualty trying to protect uh, Beth. Oh, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I I, I want I, I I was going to say Jamie because he's he's gone out of he's gone out of his way to say how much that that he loves Jamie. Um not sorry, oh, sorry, Casey. not Jamie, Casey. That Jamie's gone out of his way to say how much he's loved he loves Casey. But I feel I feel like Casey needs to be like he's he is like more of the show like it's him and john dutton i feel like are the main parts of the show so i feel like you can't kill him but i feel like rip uh i feel like rip's gonna go at the end here season four Mm -hmm. i don't know my bold it's my bold it's my bold uh my bold buck tape or bold buck take bold buck take why you say buck because because they you buck them the buck Okay, I, I, I don't... Like Jimmy, that's what he does. He's bucking, bucking those bulls. Sure, sure. I, I'm, I'm with you. Yeah, that made sense. Perfect. Yeah, totally I love made it. sense. You should, get on the, you should get on the Yellowstone pod after that one. How do you know I'm not running that pod? Just didn't tell you. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, so, again, I'm just... That was probably some of the best writing I've seen in the show. Although I will say that the whole, like, John Dutton making a connection with an activist just is way out of place. I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't see how that has like, that's just out of character for him. They'll be like, why don't you come to my ranch and I'll learn about you and you'll learn about me. Like, really? That's John Dutton. I don't think so. I mean, Um, he might, he might've actually been trying to get a little, uh, little tail. Yeah. A little tail. Uh, which by the way, I did want to bring this up too. That that um, uh, little veal cow or whatever that was on the wrong side of the fence, I kind of think that that was a cow that w- has some disease that was not part of their herd that somebody planted there. So now they're going to bring it into their herd, and like some disease is going to wipe out like half their herd, or like all their herd. Interesting. I I think like that was part of the whole like you know like on the reservation how like their herd was taken. Yeah. I think someone took some of that herd, like, uh, gave it some kind of disease, and now it's like a Trojan horse. Huh. They're like, oh, how'd this thing get on this side of the fence? I'm like, someone wants you to put it in with the rest of your herd. Like, it should have a tag, right? Like, you all yeah. uh, aren't, isn't everything tagged? Maybe not. I don't know. But you yeah. would think it would be. I I don't think that's the case, but it's it's interesting. Interesting theory. Uh, I, yeah, well, I mean, they so they either used it just to show, like, just for – just to set up a tender moment between the hippie and him, 
Or, I thought it was supposed to show I, like yeah, that yeah they're not they, just sad. They're not just savages that like kill these animals. Like they like they take care of and like they love these guys. Yeah, I think that was. I think that was a, a herring. I think that. Oh, no, you might a, be right. Listen, I, I think it's really a Trojan horse of a. Uh, all right. To introduce some some scurvy into the herd. Yeah, scurvy. That makes sense. Yes. Um. Anyway, four more episodes. Love it. And then the uh, prequel starts in two weeks. Yes. Which, by the way, I have a big old list of shows. Um, that's kind of a perfect segue. Do you want me to give that list now? Let's do it. Okay, so we have so many shows that are just like, okay, when are they coming back? We're getting close, this and that. Um, and and I kind of mapped them all out. So uh, let me pull up this note here that I made. Um, okay, so I'm going to start with like the one that's furthest in the distance and work our way closer. Um, Last Kingdom season five. You've yes. heard me say it before. Probably my favorite show ever, just because I have watched it so many times in a short period of time, and I will do it again. Utrid, Utrid. Um, Netflix show. Um, sometime in 2022, that that the season five is coming back, and then we are getting movies. So, can't wait for that. Mandalorian season three. Sometime in 2022, um, Disney is putting out other uh, Star Wars stuff closer to to now, and then Mandalorian season three will be after. Stranger Things season four. The date that they put out there is mid 2022, so no firm date yet, but it's looking like mid. We've seen a f- what a few teasers and trailers at this point. Yeah. No no date yet. Mid 2022. Peaky Blinders Season 6. They've narrowed it down to April or May 2022. Drew, this one, it's been a while. Better Call Saul. Early. I've I've read early 2022. Okay. Long time overdue for that. Oh, yeah. Ozark Season 4 Part 1. They're going to do this in two parts. Oh, wow. January 21st, 2022. So shortly right at the corner. Yeah, shortly after the new year, 3 weeks, we're going to get part 1 of season 4. And I think that one ended off with what with with the uh, the previous lady getting shot right right in front of them and her blood the, uh, car- all the, over the, them. the cartel's lawyer getting her uh, get her brains blown out right all over right right all over right on the tarmac, uh, yeah. Right over Marty and uh what's what's his wife's name? Uh, Wendy. Yeah, right over. And what's her last? Is it Huggins? No. No, it's not Marty Huggins. Marty Huggins. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Marty and uh, yeah, whoever. It's Bird. Fine. Marty Bird. Bird. Marty Bird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All over. Oh, it's like the 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 teaser trailers. Her like wait, asking him to clean the brains out of her hair, which is pretty awesome. Oh, that's a smart decision. Yeah. Keep keep rattling off these dates, bro. Cobra Kai. Never die. Cobra Kai never dies. December 31st. New Year's Eve again. New Year's Eve. Can't wait. Book of Boba Fett. As I said, it's going to come before The Mandalorian Season 3. Book of Boba Fett. December 29th. Yes. After Christmas, right around the corner. 1883. The prequel 
to Yellowstone. Season 1, the premiere, Paramount Plus, December 19th. So we, we'll, we'll talk about our hopes and dreams for that show in the next episode. And most re, mo, uh, closest to us, definitely not least, cannot wait. The Witcher, December 17th. So next Friday, not this week, but the following week, Friday, December 17th. Henry Cavill, baby. Toss a coin to your witcher. witcher. Oh, valley of plenty. Oh, valley I gotta, of plenty. I gotta, jeez. What am I, I gotta find time to, uh, to binge that. That's 10 shows. 10 of our favorites in the next six months that are coming back online. Um, well, I guess Last Kingdom and Mandalorian might not be in the next six months, but probably. Probably. Um, cannot wait. Uh, all these shows have been floating in my mind. I've been meaning to, to do this for quite some time. And then I knew 1883 was coming up soon, so um, I wanted to make this list. Anyway, there it is. Yeah. And uh, what do you call it? Better Call Saul, it's the last season. Uh, Ozark, it's the last season. Last Kingdom, last season. Last season. Yeah. Peaky Blinders, last season. season. Yeah, so a lot of, lot of last seasons. Uh, like I said, Peaky and Dearborn, Peaky and Last Kingdom might have a couple movies come out, but yeah. Sweet. All right. On that note, um, the only thing left to cover is um, the uh, finales. There was dual finales for um, Fear the, the, the first the first half of season seven of Fear of the Walking Dead, and the entire series of Fear uh, or of uh, Walking Dead: The World Beyond. Um, we've decided that the first thing we're going to cover is Fear of the Walking Dead. And Drew's asked me to take that. Um, and all I have to say is that I, I don't think... I, I Someone correct me if I'm wrong out there in the Twitterverse or email us, uh, DM us, whatever. Call me, come, come to my house and yell at me if you disagree. I don't think there's ever been a show to be more of a cluster and be more of a, of a disjointed storytelling and just fumbling the ball over and over and over again than fear the walking dead so brutal the storytelling is awful so bad that okay so this whole season is about has been about like a nuclear apocalypse on top of the zombie apocalypse as you've noted last week drew like how do these people like figure out how to like shield themselves from radiation they're fine they're finding suits they're finding the thing i never pronounced the u.s geiger Geiger counters geiger counters uh yeah like they 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 can all they all know about like the the wind movement i love uh, that's my favorite part it's like oh the wind's blowing Uh, oh the wind's blowing the radiation away from yeah we're good to go guys okay jesus um so uh you know they had the 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 mid-season finale um where they finally brought alicia debnam carey back into it um find out that there's this zombie who was the senator and the the government had prepared for some kind of catastrophic event and they had this compound called padre that had enough of every resource they needed to survive and so everyone's looking for this compound called padre and elite alicia was convinced by these by this cult that 
the zombie that was the senator somehow he still has some kind of memory left within him. Well, I don't I don't even know how she came about that 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 theory because I don't did somebody actually say it? Yeah, I think that Will guy did. Did he? Thought so. I I didn't feel like anybody actually said it, and it was just like he was calling them before it happened. I I don't know, but keep going. I I don't know. So she is convinced that th- this the the zombie senator will lead them the Padre if they can just kind of like let him loose and just follow him. So she's basically risking her life nonstop for the zombie to the point where she's crawling through a tunnel with this thing and the tunnel collapses and then the the zombie bites her arm she, well she, wait well, the zombie the zombie that breaks or is able to break through a big pile of rocks boulders boulders yeah which and then she isn't fast enough apparently to be able to kill him and gets bitten she didn't want to kill him that's that's the whole oh point. gotcha okay yeah, yeah yeah you're right she she had she had no way out she didn't want to kill him she had no yeah. way to re- retreat she was just trying to fight him off and like push him to the other side of those boulders again and she got bit and somehow after she was bit she was able to push him off and then block block again which is i don't know how that was she got possible. she got she got eastman basically no, Eastman was out in the open. She was in a confined space, and some for for a misguided reason want to spare the zombie's life. It totally com- completely different. Okay. E- either either way, um, she chopped off part of her own arm, survived it, um, and then for whatever reason decided to reattach part of her own bones. Because- that was awesome. So cool. Uh, I, I was kind of strange if you ask me, but I, I'm being sarcastic. Okay. Um, but the whole thing was that she keeps getting recurring fever. So she thinks that she's still possibly infected, but as people keep telling her, like, it's probably just an infection from your gaping wound on the, <laughs> on the nub of your hand that you somehow like sepsis. M- sepsis yeah sepsis, Some, yeah sorry somehow that you've mounted your pre-existing bones to the the, the nub on your hand but like you know it could, could be that um it's just ridiculous and well, then the- you, well well do you know what the most ridiculous part of that was where she kept saying i'm a danger to everybody i'm a danger it's like dude you're one fucking walker like you'll get you'll be killed in two seconds <laughs> like like what danger it's like it's like she like like as if she was like she was gonna be the unkillable zombie that was gonna kill the whole camp I took it more as like, remember like the the prison scene in season four of The Walking Dead when like someone turned and they were in the prison cell and then like, I mean what sure loose. okay I mean whatever I just um, either, I thought either, she was being I thought she was being a little dramatic. Either way, the well the whole season is dramatic because like now we're doing this it's this whole thing between um, Morgan and. Um, um strand victor strand and they're they're gonna have this civil war and i by the way i thought the whole like morgan trying to poison strand was just like so out of character like morgan wouldn't try and do that like well i don't think i I don't think he was trying to kill him right yeah yeah he was oh oh, okay he said it multiple times Um, so i thought that was stupid and then now alicia's telling strand like Oh well, if you don't, I don't even. I don't even know what they were arguing about. But she's like, that means we're going to war, and it's like, 
Okay, so it's it's Morgan and Alicia versus Strand. Okay, again, just just a dumbass plot. Like, and so now um, the fans spoke up enough that now they're gonna bring Madison Clark back just because a character who they never showed their her death, and the fans always said they wanted her back. So now she's gonna come back somehow, which you would presume that she got saved by the CRM helicopters. Right? In the baseball field? Oh, interesting. I mean, I would presume, but... Now well, I mean, that makes be... sense. So that's not going to happen, so... Yeah, know, that, exactly. Like, so yeah. that would be the part that makes sense. But then... so, may, But maybe that's how they're going to introduce fear into, like, the rest of the world? Uh, you didn't think about that? Uh, no. I thought that was, like, the number one obvious thing. That, like, oh, yeah, like, she... Got, no, she probably she, just she got she probably, scooped out of there by a CRM helicopter. She probably just, she probably just climbed the fence. <laughs> I well, I that's probably what they're gonna make her. Well, do, here's but. my it, it, here's my here's or sorry, keep going. I, I I'll no no that so I, all I was gonna say is that so this has the potential to be just equally as stupid as everything else they've done up to this point. Which I mean, the legacy of this show is that it will have some of the best zombie gags ever yeah. in, in in zombie genre. Yeah. It really does. But the plot is just so beyond ridiculous. Um, and then we'll see how the, this character survived being surrounded by 5,000 zombies, one on 5,000. So um, anyway, what were you going to say? Like... My issue with Madison, one, the fact that they announced it uh, in the mid I hate that they announced stuff like this. Well, that's – that's I, I, Like, I, just I, let I, it be a shocker that she's back. Well, I can guarantee Stop you it's announcing because, it. yeah, their, their viewership is probably down, and they probably wanted to it is. get it's spike like, rating. Yeah, it is. It's got to be. It's so terrible. I just um, looked it up. It was like 200,000, and they're, they're used to like 1.5 million. Yeah, I mean, they're, for the other yeah, shows. Yeah, their show sucks, um, and nobody's watching, so they want to get – they would definitely want to get a spike, but – like so, in true fear fashion. So Madison's alive. She's. I mean, she's at at the point that she dies. She's a fully like, you know, she's a leader, right? She's like Negan. She's a survivor. She, uh, you know, she she knows what to do at this point in the apocalypse. So you're gonna tell me that for the last what do we think this has been going since Morgan's been back? Like a year and a half, two years with these guys. Let's just call it two years. She's been in the same state and hasn't been able to find find her children. Yeah, what she's been doing. Yeah, like, but hasn't been able to find Nick, Nick or Alicia. Right, Nick's dead. You know, good, good riddance, Nick. But so now, but now they're going to in the midst of po- a post-apocalypse. Now the mother is going to find her daughter. <laughs> like, yeah, like, in like, the like, midst like, of a nuclear apocalypse. Yeah, I, I mean, like that's why the show just gets like so so off off the rails. Because what sense does that make? So, so she couldn't she couldn't find she couldn't find her daughter like when the before these bombs went off, and now like the bombs go off, like there's radiation, there's all this stuff going around, and now she's gonna find her. That or she's gonna be a padre. They're gonna say she found padre, and she's gonna be the link to padre. It's just gonna be so dumb. Um, well, I'm thinking the CRM is Padre. Is what I'm thinking. That, I, that's that's how they flourish. Yeah, but that that would make sense. But that's that's not gonna happen. Yeah, could be. Yeah, I don't I don't know. Um, so again, the show just it it doesn't come back. I think April seventeenth it comes back or something like that. Um, 
So, on that note, um, they wrapped up The World Beyond, which turned into a phenomenal show in Season 2. Um, did not see that coming. Quite good. Quite good. Um, so, you want to you wanna, um, kind of give us the rundown on that? Yeah, I mean, the, so the finale, you know, kind of... You know, I thought we were going to nail a lot of this stuff on the head, but you know, the finale saw... Um, you know, the four main characters started off uh, with a flashback of when the four main characters left Omaha on their journey to New York. Um, then fast forward now, we have – they're on their way to um, – it's not a compound, but wherever Huck and her husband are where, you know, Silas was working, whatever you want to call that place. Uh, I forget. Um, they call it the Resource Center. I forget where it's they, something, what they yeah. called it. Um, they're on their way there with C four with the C four for Huck to uh, to blow up um, blow up the gas. Uh, they get there and you know the they basically say we got to split up. So they send Sil- Silas and Huck's husband. They're going they're going one way um, to lead the trail off the CRM, and then um, the two sisters are and. Um, the little what's the little guy's name? Frodo. I, I just call him Frodo. So Elton. El- Elton. Yeah, I, I just always call him. They're saying Elton or Alton. I think it's Elton. Elton. They're they're going back to uh, to we call it to join the scientists in some underground lair that they found. Uh, Huck Huck has a showdown with Jadis. Uh, Jadis ends up killing her. I was disappointed. I thought we'd get one more softcore sex scene out of Huck uh, before she died, and we did not. Um, as she's dying, she basically Jada says, "Jada says, you want to, you you want me to finish it, or you want to, you want to, or do you want to die alone?" And she goes, "Just tell my mother that." Basically, goes in this long thing about this watch that her dad gave her, and basically tells Jadis that all your explosives are wired with my dad's watch. And she realizes, she goes, "How much time do I have?" And just runs out of there, and then uh, all the gas blows up. So, hit to the CRM there. Uh, Silas and her husband get to this, like this house, uh, the CRM gets there and he's, he knows he's dying. So he basically tells Silas, save yourself, shoot me in the head and tell them I made you do all this. And Silas begrudgingly does it. Uh, he forms this weird relationship with Jadis where Jadis kind of knows that he's lying, but she doesn't, uh, she doesn't really care because she's impressed that he was able to go through with it. So she gets him enlisted in the uh, in the army, and the last the last, and I I was joking with you. I was like, I get I get a real Wyatt Darlene from Ozark vibe from these two at some point. <laughs> something something weird's gonna happen with uh, J- Jadis has to be mid forties, and uh, Silas is like supposed to be what sixteen, yeah. yeah, sixteen years old. Um, so the last scene of him is pretty interesting. Well, you, you know, know, you know, Jadis has some kind of sexual appetite when she's oh yeah she's talking to Rick. When this is over, I lay with you. <laughs> what a scene probably the best probably the best facial expression ever by andy lincoln <laughs> um and so the last scene is silas uh at basically at uh at cadet training putting putting down the uh the helmet of the crm which was pretty pretty cool um so that's where his story ends uh the two daughters and elton they're again they're on their way they get ambushed not ambushed but they they run into a huge herd of walkers um the leader of that small camp and her daughter show up with a uh with a an army truck and with it's got a you know assault the assault rifle on it and starts shooting the walkers um just when you think they're all dead apparently those slow moving bastards they can just sneak up on you out of nowhere and uh 
is about to bite the uh, the smart daughter, and uh, Elton jumps in front of her. And like I I, met, I alluded to last week, he uh, he didn't have his uh, his corduroy jacket on anymore that protected him from bites, and so his arm gets uh, his arm gets bitten, and uh, you know you think he's gonna die. Uh, fast forward to this underground lair where the scientists and everybody who left the CRM is hiding out. You see him; they cut off his arm because apparently everybody knows you just you just cut off the limb where you got bit now. Yeah. And uh, he ends the up. Old, they give him the old warlock's ball sack and just chop chop. Yeah. So yeah. So <laughs> you got a, you got a pen. <laughs> um, so he ends up surviving. Uh, the I forget their names, but the smart darter ends up uh, staying with the father and the other scientists and studying yeast on the. Uh, on the walkers and their decomposition. Uh, the other daughter um, and Elton hope and Iris. All right. So Iris, wait, which one's, which one's the hope, st- hope is the smart one. Iris is the, uh, the curly haired one. It's like, the okay. fighter. So Iris, Iris and Elton did the, yeah. Iris and Elton go uh, with a pack of, um, of survivors. Uh, they fought. I, that I'm assuming that's Portland, the Portland campus that they see at the end. Is that what they, you thought? No, they made it all the way across country in this, in that episode. Well, I don't I don't think it was the same day. I think it was a fast forward. I, what were they What were they overlooking? Was that the CRM? You think? I don't even remember. I don't. Know. Oh, they're wa- they're walking they're walking on a hill, and then they look out, and there's a giant city. So I, I don't I, I, I didn't don't I didn't I don't, I, 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 I didn't even pick up on that. I I was maybe sure. I was already like maybe I was already checked out. I don't even know. Oh. I wasn't sure if it was Portland or if it was whatever, wherever the hell the CRM was, where Jadis was in the last. That's scene. what I thought. Yeah, that's maybe it was thought. that. Maybe I'm wrong. But they're headed to Portland. That's where they were going to warn yeah. them. Um, and then the last, uh, the last scene is Jadis is you know is sitting with Huck's mother, um, you know the uh, the leader, you know the army leader at the uh, at the New York um, facility before when we start the, the show. And she basically tells her that Jadis basically says, "I put myself in the position to, uh, you know, to to be the number one here, and uh, you're under, you're we're putting you under arrest and basically blaming everything that happened on you." And she kind of that's kind of where where we leave things. She's getting arrested, and Jadis is uh, going to be leading the CRM into whatever phase we we get into going forward. Did I miss anything on the finale? No, um, I just like the part where, and they actually brought this up on Talking Dead, but because I I said it to my wife immediately, but I like the part where um, Huck was uh, like turned on Jadis, and I was like, "Huh, how's it feel, Jadis?" Like that's what you did to Rick. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Great Rick Grimes reference. Yeah. That's how you got in. You traded somebody. I had an A. But I said he was a B, so he wouldn't end up in your mother's lap. I guess an A is somebody who possibly got was injured and dying or I bit know, by dude. walkers. I I feel they, like I yeah. wish they would have. Uh, I wish they would have uh, revealed that. But anyway, I feel like wanna... that's what I feel like that's what they alluded to at the end of season one when there were the the test subjects that were that have turned and they all had A's next to their subject numbers. I don't know. Do you think that the um. Do you think that the uh, uh, cannibals, or was it the um, terminus? Do you think they were part of it? Because you know that the, the car was marked A or whatever. 
That would be something. What a tie-in that would be. I've been thinking about that for a while now, but I never, I, 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 never I, I don't. It. I, yeah, I don't. But that would be that would be something. Neither do I. But that would be wild. That would be that would be wild. Um, and then the uh, the big talk of Sunday night was the post credit scene in After the World Beyond, where we have a we're in we're in France. We have a French scientist going into an underground lab. She seems to be trying to cop. She seems to be copying a button, downloading a bunch of data off of hard drives. Uh, and as she's about to leave, she um, hesitates. She's, she's hesitant, and then she opens a laptop and starts playing a video from the original, from when the outbreak started. And it's her old friend, Doctor Jenner, from season one of The Walking Dead. He was the uh, the head doctor that was in the the CD- CDC, right? Yes. Um, CDC in Atlanta. Yeah, the CDC in Atlanta, and it seems like it was a recorded conversation. If you remember, he said that the last, the you know, last that the contact the, he had was with the French. Yeah. yeah, the French hadn't given up hope yet. Um, and the way he's talking, um, his wife's still alive. So this is before he even meets Rick Grimes uh, initially. So this has to be early, very early couple weeks, and she's then. Um, uh, an armed, some armed Frenchman enters the room and basically just starts threatening her. And he's asking, where are the other scientists? She says that they were never here. They were in Toledo, Ohio. Um, and he's like, why did you come back? And she says, you know, hoping that there's a way to fix this. And he goes, fix this. You guys started this and then you made it worse. Um, so, uh, it it ends with him him shooting her in the back, and then as Jenner Jenner starts to talk, and he goes, um, you know, interesting. You guys have an interesting idea with the car, some cardiac nonsense, basically trying to speed up the um, the death process. Um, and he goes, you know, um, we haven't seen we haven't seen these variants you were talking about on on our last call. Uh, hope this message finds you well. And then within seconds, she wakes up and is a basically uh, Dawn of the Dead walker where super fast and has some cognitive ability left because understand, you know, goes immediately heads for the door um, to get out of the room. And then uh, the, it ends with a scene of the other side of the door with a message written in, uh, in French. So I, I don't, you know, nobody really knows is this setting up more spinoffs is this going to be the story behind the rick grimes uh movies that jesus uh, i mean they've been talked about forever now and nothing we're really... working on that novel for three years now oh great oh man how have we not thought about that reference before for this I, one i just did oh that's you definitely need to be on jimmy's uh jimmy's podcast <laughs> um so couple couple theories here um so the message that was over the uh the door uh, less mort sans ness. You see, I didn't take French, so I don't know what that means. But in English, <laughs> in English, the translation is "the dead are born here." So it seems like they're trying to plant the seeds that the virus may have been human-made, and it may have started in France. Uh, there's two teams. Per- perhaps this team that was in uh, Ohio brought brought something to the U.S. and it got out. And uh, whoops, so that. whoops and so that so they're still there which is interesting because in the comic book i believe the the commonwealth 
is located in Cincinnati, Ohio. So interesting that that's where they decided to put that research team. Uh, the other thing that he says is, um, you know, you tried to fix it and you made it worse, which you tie that in with the variant and how it ends. They may have tried to fix the virus and by doing so, they created a variant where now super zombies. Well, now it's like super zombies. Um, and that's kind of where we are. So I don't know, you know, interesting that they've decided, you know, 10 years in that they're going to perhaps explain the origins of the yeah, virus. Yeah, exactly. Which you, you're, you're a zombie lore purist, so you're not a fan. Yeah, I, I, I tend to not want to know the, the, um, the origin of, of, of the zombie outbreak because that is kind of like part of the panic of the zombie apocalypse is like, you just all of a sudden are in it. And so like, that's part of the panic. Um, I like, um, it, I will say that if they can, if they have the guts to kind of tie it into, um, uh, coronavirus and COVID and like how that may have been in a, in a lab, which I, at this point I probably think it was, but, if they kind of say like <laughs> basically yell it and, and even if it's not COVID, even if it's at this point, it kind of seems like we, it's come to light that scientists are working on like very dangerous, weird, like virus stuff in labs. Yeah. Like, and so if it's kind of becomes a commentary on that, it would be very interesting to me. Um, but if it's more of just like trying to, be some kind of like oh i don't know i i i like you said i'm more of a purist of like i I like not knowing the the origin of of the zombie outbreak but um we'll see how how they play this out um i i don't know um the whole the whole fast moving zombie thing to me simultaneously scares the hell out of me <laughs> and and also is ridiculous because like if like and i think the most egregious example i could think of is in um the remake of dawn of the dead um where there's just like an obese woman who's like 330 pounds who all of a sudden reanimates as a zombie and can run like a four, five, forty yard dash. <laughs> I'm like, no, like, yeah, like there's the musculature of this woman does not support a four, five, forty yard dash, no matter what. Like, that's just, that's not happening. Um, but alas, she turned into a zombie and here we are. So I, I I'm not, I'm kind of like not in on like fast moving zombies, but they also scare the hell out of me. So, uh, we'll see where they go with it. Um, what what I'm interested in, like, so they gave us that teaser, so, like, but the world beyond is gone now, so, like, yeah. is that going to be part of the movies? Well, that's that what I'm be, saying. Is that going to be know. part of the rest of the show? Like, yeah, and again, I mean, like, so we've been, so these people have been in, like, Atlanta and Virginia for, like, 10, 12 years, whatever it is at this point, and then all of a sudden they're going to be like, hey, guess what? This variant just showed up in Virginia. <laughs> uh, looks look, looks like it's going to be fast-moving zombies from here on out. Gotcha. Like okay, that's kind of dumb, but well, I, I don't know. What, what are you thinking? Yeah, I, I mean, I think they're going to use it um, 
more for the uh, the Rick Grimes the movies. movies. Yeah. But if anything, it'll be part of uh, it. Might be part of the final season of The Walking Dead. Perhaps that the the team that you know the team of scientists that was in Ohio uh, is somehow involved in the final season and trying to make a cure. Got it. So so we uh, we shall see. Thus thus uh, we get a Walking Dead break here. Yep, April. Fear comes back in April, so we'll probably watch those episodes starting in May. Does the cause... regular one come back before that? Probably, right? Uh, I think February is the one. February, day. yeah. 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 Okay. Um, on that did note... Maggie, um, did Maggie, Negan, and Daryl die by those spikes? Dun, dun, dun. Jeez. Uh, all right, man. Well, good stuff. Um, I will see you in a few days. Godspeed, my friend. Lomachenko, we're we're doing this. We're actually doing this. Reloaded. Our first Re- ever in person fight. Loaded. Let's go. All right, Drew. As per usual, good talk. See you out there. Big kisses. Sit down. Pull you that first round. You got an open count. Toss it out. Everybody's cold right now. Stir up the crowd Get you that second round Go on and throw it out Talk about anything that makes you get loud